search signal, Robin. What's up? It's the Joker. I found his hiding place. Let's surround him. Okay. Give directions on the backcoders. It's the Batman and Robin backcoders that let you talk and receive like a real walkie-talkie. I'm in position. When I press the danger signal, charge. I got your signal. Let's go. Come on out, Joker. And no tricks. <laughs> That's a good. That's good. The Batman and Robin Batcoders with fold-up antenna, alarm button, and danger signal. It's by Mego. And here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are. Tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This. <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 167 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this week's podcast adventure. Evidently, the man with 2020 vision, Mr. Carlos. And evidently, the man without the 2020 vision, the man who got here on time. Not really, we just started late. Mr. Les is... Fuck you, boo. <laughs> yeah. I'm, jo- I'm, jo- I'm joking. Gonzalez. The man we call King Tom, the king of all pods, the man who recorded with Les earlier this week. I, we can talk about that later. Yeah, sure. King Tom, okay. how you doing, my man? I, I'm doing fine. Great. <laughs> the man we call El Hombre. The man who celebrated a birthday last Sunday. One year older, one year wiser. The man who can solder. Like a guy who solders Strothers. <laughs> hey wow. guys, what a great introduction, God, man! This Thank is thank you yeah. for the. This is what happens when I don't drink. Was a rat. Okay. This is what happens when I don't drink. I'm just drinking coffee. But we do have a special guest this evening. I met this wonderful man walking the halls of that McCormick Place or Center, whatever the hell they call it. You might have heard him talk all things geek alongside the wonderful Catherine Neen on that Geek Pod. A lover of Star Wars, a lover of soccer, and everything geek. He ain't here to fuck spiders. Please welcome Mr. Andy Campbell to the Sith Lair. Hey, guys. Hey, hey Andy. How y'all doing? I'm good. How you doing, doing buddy? Right, man. We're doing great. Doing good. Man, it's great to see you, dude. I've missed you since Celebration. Thanks Andy. for coming on our show and bringing some much-needed class to King Tom's <laughs> my and my side of this thing. <laughs> wait, no wait, worries. I'm not classy? <laughs> Eric. Are we done giving hand jobs? Ouch, Is that what we're doing? <laughs> hey, man. Really, Eric? Les, here's the thing, man. Oh, I, I was going to break it to you right now. 
the boat is getting tipped over so much by those other two, man. I just what? I can't hear <laughs> yeah, There's just no hope. He's just, I try, he's just, man. I try. He's just guilty by association. High tide raises all boats. And <laughs> oh, it, it flips the damn thing over, apparently. Jeez, man. The car drives off the cliff with a terrible person at the wheel. The person in the back seat is still going off the cliff. That's right. With the front of the car ends, the back of the car goes. And if you've heard the bad motivators, you obviously know that. Now, listen. Oh, oh, that just sent Eric back, dude. Just (laughs) kidding, Eric. Eric (laughs) He's clapping. This podcast is starting really crazy already. He almost flipped his chair over. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. Here we go. This is gonna be a good one. I'm sorry, Eric. I'm sorry. Eric's looking at me. <laughs> it was funny, man. It was good uh, stuff. Uh, All right, here we go. Uh, Andy, thank you for coming back to the future, buddy. No, no worries. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm you're a big actually, fan of you guys, what you do. Thanks, man. And you're actually in, in Melbourne. Was I correct on that? Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. Okay, great. And you're. It's pretty. It's Thursday over there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Thursday. Crazy Which how comes time, after time Wednesday. works. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll be listening to this on Monday when everyone else That's listens right. to it on Sunday. Uh, if you no, listen, no, to it's this still Sunday it. for me when it comes out, but it's oh. like evening. Oh, okay. Since gotcha. he was on the show, he won't be listening to it, just like I won't be listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I always listen to him, but everybody else Thank out you, there, Andy. you'll be listening to it. That's right. <laughs> How's everybody doing? I'm going to go straight to Strathers first. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm great, man. I took the day off work today, taking a day off work tomorrow, and I got to tell you, I needed it. But, oh, that's yeah. great. Everything's coming up Strathers, man. King Tom, you doing good? Yeah, uh, work internet was down for six hours this afternoon, so I'm even more behind on my podcasts. Uh, oh, that sucks. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> that's funny. Boo, you doing good? I'm good. You healthy? Uh, I'm feeling better than I was last week. So yeah, yeah. Good. I'm good. You sound healthy. Thank you. Wes, I'm doing great. I'm surprised I haven't gotten sick as much. That's right. You thought you were going to get sick. sick. I thought I was going to get knocked on my ass. You're going to get the shivers off, and the shits. Remember? It's it, it's coming <laughs> though. I know. Andy, you doing okay? Yeah, no, doing doing very well. Fantastic. Well, let's get into this. Let's get into the weekend geek. Everybody ready? Absolutely. Ready? I'm sure. Why let's not? Do it. All right, let's do the introductions and the shenanigans. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Tune into podcasts like now this is podcasting Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 287, First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, Kessel Run Radio, Fingered by Randy and Jason, Tatooine Sons, and Around the Galaxy, a Star Wars fan podcast. And check all those great podcasts out on makingstarwars.net. Social media, check us out, thesithlist.net, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, The Sith List. Just look us up. Leave some Apple podcast reviews. We'd really, really appreciate it. I even have it in the show notes where there's a link and you can just click it and it goes straight to the review and you can just click a five-star rating or whatever the hell you want to click. Just don't click under five stars. It's five stars, yeah. Yeah. I want to get into Andy's fandom and I want to get into the brain of Andy Campbell. Andy, so we know you love Star Wars. Yes, big, big fan of big, Star Wars. Big, huge fan of Star Wars, as we all are. As you can tell are. from behind me, uh, I've got these two posters behind Beautiful, me. <laughs> beautiful posters behind you. That's right. Okay, so I know that you're not on the podcast anymore, and it was, it's, a, it's still a fantastic podcast, but that Geek Pod, you're, you're on a bunch of episodes in the back catalog, correct? That's right. It's been going on for, I would say, a year and a bit now. Um, so yeah, it's just Catherine and I uh, just talking about all the things that um, we love all in Geek. 
she talks about all the things that she's really into, like Doctor Who and Survivor and all that. And then, yeah, then I would talk about, you know, Star Wars and uh, any other things, really. <laughs> right. It's pretty much everything that we talk about, you guys talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely right. check that yeah. out. We'll have it on the show notes. We'll have it on there. And if you want to hear Andy on previous episodes, they're all right there. And continue to listen to it because it's still a yes, good podcast. Yes, please do. Yeah, Miss Catherine does a fantastic She's job. She's awesome. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So what is some of the stuff that you're into, man? You love the Star oh, Wars. Give me, give yeah, me, a, give Star me a run, Wars. give me a rundown. Okay, Walking Dead. You know, love that since the beginning. You're still a fan. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm actually just jumped back on to okay. um, started watching. Yeah, I just finished season seven, I think. But yeah, I love the Marvel movies. I try and see them all when they're out. DC, I've kind of fallen away from, but I think the last few I've jumped back on. Like, I really enjoyed Aquaman. Really enjoyed Shazam. And even um, the Joker recently, I really enjoyed that. So we're going to do a Joker review at the end of the podcast because some of us have seen it, some of us haven't. So I know Andy's seen it and Boo's seen it. Les hasn't seen it. Eric and King Tom haven't seen it. So we'll do that and we'll we'll do a whole spoilery review of that at the end. Okay, so you like everything pretty much we like. You know, The Walking Dead, yeah, yeah, DC, yeah. Marvel, uh, big Game of Thrones guy? Yeah, big Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah, watch, watch the first episode with... Um, with you guys in Chicago, um, I think it was at Echo Base. Yeah, we watched the uh, oh, yeah, first episode right. of the I latest was, season. Boo was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was there. Boo was there. Yeah, was he, there. he was, you know, trying to get it going. It took a while, but we got there. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> Ready to get into all this? Oh, for sure, man. Let's do it. Let's start with the box office because the box office has just been ridiculous. Yeah, Todd Phillips' Joker is laughing all the way to the bank, earning an outstanding $55 million on its sophomore weekend for a 10-day domestic total of $192.7 million and a massive global haul of $543.9. So it's probably over $570 million by now. Joker 55, Adam's Family 30, and... You put Enema Man. Yeah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> the, the Gemini Man. Gemini. Uh, it's yeah. the Enema Man made 20.5. <laughs> Might as well be. Jeez. Yeah, unfortunate. But Joker, just this week, and made $55 million, and the whole movie cost $55 million to make. It's going to be close to a billion dollars, by the way. They said it's going to hit a billion, maybe. Wow. Which Whoa. is crazy. Yeah, which is crazy. Nobody thought that it was going to do that well, especially for the content of the film. But again, we're going to get into the Joker a little bit later. So that is your box office and brought to you by boxofficemojo.com. Thank you for that information. I think, though... We're getting to a time where we're getting antsy about episode nine and yeah. we're getting antsy about tickets, King Tom, and we're getting antsy about a trailer that allegedly everybody else, to come. Yeah. Like everything's happening and it's not happening. I think it's time for a little Star Wars news. So let's get into it. Mr. Struthers, are you ready to fly this ship through the I asteroid sure field? am, buddy. All I right. sure am. So, real quick, speaking about tickets, uh, Newsweek is has a little thing here. They're talking about, I don't know if you know who Adam Fraser is. He's a movie critic. His mm. Twitter handle, his, his name right now, since it's Halloween time, is Hell Fraser, which that clap, <laughs> clap, clap on that one. But he says, and it backs up what the Black Series Rebels said, the source confirmed, uh, anonymous source, by the way, that the Rise of Skywalker tickets will go on sale at 8 p.m. Eastern on the 21st. So there uh-huh. you have it. Hey, Rush, I got to go get in line. 
I'll see you later. <laughs> see you, King Tom. That's, King Tom's been funny. stressing out, man. That's funny. And the tent goes up. Yeah. 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 I'm Easy sorry, chairs Eric. out. Yeah. No, no, you're fine, buddy. You're fine. I get it. Some butthole made a joke about trying to snag the seats I always get at the theater I go to. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I am not messing around, man. That'll be... <laughs> There will be problems for whoever decides that's funny. There will be blood. There will be some problems, Should we man? just buy the yeah. tickets and not even be able to go? Just hold on to the seats, and they're just open seats there, and Strother's just fuming. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I have my connections. I will find out who it is, and I will <laughs> mercilessly hunt them down. <laughs> Relentlessly. Uh, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, but that's cool, because, man, I'm really stoked to see some some new footage in a trailer, but mm-hmm. I don't want it to be too overboard. I know people have been worried about that. King Tom, what yes. are you hoping you see in that trailer? But what it would be the line for you? The line would be people coming back or people who we don't know or who have not been listed as part of official announcements in the movie. I would say Ian McDermott in the flesh, if he is in the flesh, whatever, form of Palpatine is in the movie. I don't I wouldn't mind hearing his voice again or his laugh, but if he's there as a hologram or, you know, his head on a stick walking around, I don't want to see any of that. You want him to see him on with spider spider legs running around? No spider leg sheath. Maybe the legs, but not so, the head. So King Tom, I, I think you probably shouldn't watch this next trailer. Because there's gonna be some spider legs. I have legs. a big feeling no spider legs. I just think you're gonna sheave. I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna love it. I'm just I'm just this is not what I don't want to see right now. Okay. But I'll be well, Araj, tell us it plainly you know something. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Araj is I, people who knows people. I, I, yeah, I'm the guy behind the guy. I'm the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I'm just saying that there's there's rumors That's out there. That's called Lucky Pierre. <laughs> yeah. I have a strong feeling that you're going to see Sheev in all his glory. You know what? I can, I can live with that. I think I'm more along the lines of people who we don't know are in official announcements, like if they're bringing back Kitty Mundy. I, I don't want to see him in the trailer. Mm, or Wedge. I'd like to see Wedge in a trailer. That'd be rad. That, that'd be kind of surprising, like just like rolling around in an X-Wing or something. It would be cool. Hey, look, I'm standing here doing nothing, just like in the, the other movie I was in. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so this week, man, Freddie Prince Jr., uh, it'd been funnier if it was his dad, but obviously that's oh, not going to work out. God, that's um, awful, dude. Oh, Chico awful. and the Man was fantastic. Chico and the Man was all, great. That's what I'm saying. It was yeah. a great show. That's all God. I was going at. Not, I'm not making a crack. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. If I had to listen to somebody carry on, I'd rather have been his dad than him. He had oh, okay, things okay. to say. He was on some show, and he was talking about how George Lucas explained the nature of the force to him and Dave Filoni and taught him. And so he knows more about the force than anybody else. And he gave this big rundown about how stupid people are for not (laughs) understanding what's going on with the star Wars story and all that. Now here's the deal. He did have some interesting things to say, and it was a reasonably decent listen. Once you got past the beginning, it was an expletive laden drunk rant that man it was really a little up his own butt man which is weird because i've always i always liked freddie prince Jr. yeah i, I really like cool. him too. i think he was great as canaan it was just the atmosphere i guess but um but yeah he was going on and on but he did have some interesting things to say about the balance of the force and so on and so on but what i have has everybody seen that video by the way i i've seen 
the up to the part where you're talking about, I've seen about 60% of it. And then it was just a bunch of drunken jibber jabber. But I thought the first half was really good. Yeah. It, I listen. I get it. It's like, yeah, complain about the people who are complaining. I mean, we've all done it. We've all mm-hmm. done our fair share of it. Yeah, it was, why it was to the now? trolls. It was to the trolls. Out of nowhere, though. I, I'm not sure why now with him. But regardless, who cares? One of the things that I thought was weird is he went on to say that basically if you if you think about it all, the how the who's going to win in episode nine should be obvious, but he's not going to tell you because he doesn't want to ruin the surprise. And it's like, oh, okay. dude, here's the deal, man. You're going about this like George Lucas planned everything ahead of time. <laughs> right. When he explained the force to you, dude, he was like, oh, I don't know what about, you know, and this today, this over here. He, I mean, he is the guy who invented all this and I'm not d- discounting that, but even George Lucas would tell you that he was sort of flying by the seat of his pants. None. No, he he would say he knew all along, even though he didn't know all along. Yeah, because he's changed the story a ton of times. But yet, balance <laughs> didn't come into things until the prequels. Thank you a, for finally saying that, I, Eric. I have a poster right in the next room that has Luke's hand right on Leia's ass. So if he knew back then that, that was going down, things like that would not have happened. <laughs> Trust. You got a poster of that. Yeah, you know the old school like swashbuckling. It's, no, 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 it's just of that. It's just of Luke holding Leia's ass. There's nothing else. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. That's and it. And we're yeah. assuming it's Luke's hand. Andy, that's a lie. Ass. Don't laugh at that. That's a lie. <laughs> exactly. That's a lie. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Andy, Andy, what do you think about Lucas planning everything out, or what Freddie Prince's drunk rant was? Like he knows, but Freddie Prince doesn't know what the end of the film is. So he's talking out of his ass. I don't know about that. About him knowing, you know, how it's going to end. But I, I did. I really appreciated him about explaining how, like, Palpatine had to, like, once he seduced Anakin, it had to have, you know, two of two and balance, and then the twins. Like, I, that explaining that, I was like, whoa, that's that blew my mind. <laughs> because here's the thing: that was random happenstance. It wasn't. It wasn't the. Hey, you know what we could say about this is this. So I don't know, man. I don't. That'd be like saying, well, we decided to have a guest on because we wanted to make sure we had three people via Skype and three people in the room. See what we did. That's not why we did it, but we can say it is now. It's really convenient. But it was a cool explanation. Yeah, I think the explanation is what I was going for. It's like, oh, yeah, like that's pretty cool. But as you guys were saying, yeah, I don't think anything was planned. Yeah. Just real quick about Freddie Prince Jr. So. I'm surely everybody knows, but he was the voice of Kanan in Star Wars Rebels. And I'll tell you this. If now that the season, the show's done, you can see a lot of it on the Disney Now app. If you're a cable subscriber, it's going to be on Disney Plus Mm. when it launches. The show, when you can watch it one after the other, is really, really good. Its weaknesses were exposed whenever it was the random release schedule they had during the seasons where they do all this hype, have one episode and then nothing for like four weeks. Oh yeah. That's right. When you can see, when you can have the story happening, it is a good show, man. And all the characters are great. Kanan is a really, really cool character. And Freddie Prince Jr. Did a good job bringing him to life, man. So definitely check that out. If you haven't now speaking of Disney plus, here we are, as of right now, how many? We're, what, 27, 26 days away from it launching? Yes. The Mandalorian, man. Ugh. It is a coming. All right. And 
dude, all right, all right, all right. I am <laughs> stoked for this. And you know, seeing the, the figures that came out on Force Friday and having him and thinking, man, he's going to kick so much ass, just makes me want to see it even more. Uh, everybody's all set to, to watch it on day one, right? Absolutely. I, I check my Roku to see if the app is there like every day. It's not there yet. And th- that's a question that I had. Not every platform is going to be able to have this app, correct? I heard it's Roku and PlayStation 4. So if you have an Xbox and you do everything through Xbox, you can't get it that way, correct? Really? So, yeah. yeah oh, wow. It, yeah, there'll be eventually, there'll be, it'll be widespread everywhere. But as of right now, there's, there's, it's sparse. Which is not not the best. That's not thing. good. No, the, luckily you'll be able to uh, have their own app and things like that, and the then Disney Plus app, and then stream it to your TV yeah. and things like that. But you, you, you mean you, cast it to your TV? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Yeah, you'll have immediate access to it on the twelfth, like mm-hmm. the rest of us. But as far as it just being on your smart TV, yeah, or or your gaming console or whatever viewing platform you use, it's a little sparse. Yeah. And luckily, I have a Roku. Roku but well, how the how long do we have to wait? You don't oh, well. You, you well. Question. You have to do it on your phone, just like yeah. you said. Good so, question. I don't want to do that, no, too much work. Well, Looking no, I'd rather use my Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, or my it's, actual it's, TV. It's PS4. Yeah, no Xbox. Or my my laptop. You can do that. You can do that. Okay. There we go. Yeah, you can do that. At least you so, guys don't um, have to wait another week. We have to wait till the 19th. Oh, that's right, you guys. Uh, oh, I feel so bad for you guys. That's right. Dang. Yeah, so that's like as soon as it all drops out, we're just like, all right, avoid social media, uh, you know, bl- mute a few words. Like, I don't want to know anything I about know, the first episode. That sucks. That sucks. Be like one week behind, and then you'll have the rest of the episodes as we get them, right? That's correct, yeah. Okay. You guys get episode nine before us one day. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, Andy... I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to do it, but let's let me just see if I can't get you that first episode right when we get it. We'll just see what happens. Uh, so I'm checking out the Wikipedia page for the Disney Plus streaming service, and it says device support and service features, blah, 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 web browsers on PCs, as well as apps on Apple iOS devices and Apple TV, Android mobile devices and Android TV, Chromecast, Roku devices, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Oh. Oh, oh, there you go. And it's going they, down. They must have added it then. Yeah, yeah. There we go. yeah because I saw it just uh, last week mm-hmm. and it said I saw the Roku thing. and PS4. Yep, saw the same thing. Well, yeah. Thanks for changing things and being that's, up to stuff, guys. Well, that's yeah, smart of them. Yeah, it's <laughs> very smart. Well, there you go. So I don't know when that was updated, but anyway, there you go. There, there's half hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Special thanks to our crack team for getting getting on that. It was updated quick. tomorrow. Andy sent it to. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, at least <laughs> it wasn't. Right. At least it wasn't updated tomorrow, and we missed it. And we're like, "Well, fuck!" Now we're just dumb and just I know. dumb and yeah. wrong because that's happened here. a lot. Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, has who watches Resistance? Any everybody? I'm I hoping. do. I watch. Yep. Well, let me tell you about Star Wars Resistance. If you haven't watched it, it's a kid show. However, we're the second episode into the second season and dude it was while there's kid show shenanigans and and stuff like that the overall tone of the episode and the weight of the episode and the actions they were taking in it were pretty anxiety producing (laughs) and it was a great episode i like what they're doing with it i like that the stakes are high i like that there are mind games involved with at the end of season one, one of the the main characters ends up going over to the First Order because she finds out that uh, her friends were actually Liars. spies for the Resistance, and Liars. it really broke her heart. Yeah, 
And um, she was forced to rat them out after the main character, Kaz, tried to contact her via her uh, personal comm link. And she turned it over and they <laughs> made her watch as they be- tried to destroy the platform that she had lived on for the duration mm-hmm. of the first season. And the, it was pretty deep, man, like what they were trying to do to her. And I was impressed. That's pretty rad for a, a show that's targeted at the demographic it is. Yeah. My kids loved it, mm-hmm. too. And it wasn't too much for them. Like, it wasn't too intense for them. The way they did it, like, with the the cerebral aspect of it didn't overwhelm them, but it was a good plus for the grownups watching it. Yeah, it really was. And I, I love the yeah. visuals. I loved the visuals last season, but this season, just having it on the first order side, it just looks so cool, man. It, and her, uh, and yeah, her so being good. a pilot is just, just really cool. I love it. I love the show. I went to the panel at, at um, Celebration. I just been in that room and then with all the actors and actresses in the show and just the energy of everything. And then just, yeah, watching this episode, I'm like, oh my God, it's just, I don't know, I just really enjoy this this show. It's fantastic. And like you said, with the visuals, like anytime the first order's there, I'm like, okay, keep it on them. Cause like yeah, just the so dark cool. tones, the black and the red and yeah. the, the, the suits and the uniforms, like hundred percent agree. Oh, they, they and now the it. golden trooper. What's his name? Um, Oscar. Commander Pyre. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Oscar. I really love that voice actor. He's just so like. Clearly, you're not as ambitious as we thought, Craig. Your raids on the Colossus should have Captain Doza begging for our help. Like, he's just so serious. And yeah, I know, I just. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. And Kaz is great. And Christopher Sean does a fantastic job. Yeah. One thing I think is really cool about the show is that the the characters are a wider range of ethnicities for humans and their oh, accents sure. don't mm-hmm. try to hide that fact. They're, they mm-hmm. haven't turned it into this this uh, homogenized thing where, um, you know, Kaz's father they in, in the the like the Asian aspects of Kaz are not super evident but then when you see his mm. dad and you see his dad talking and listen to him and i'm like that is really cool i'm super glad they're doing that because man it's we're talking about a universe or a galaxy where people are of all species are are connected that it's just it just makes sense it'd be mm. this way and it's so casual and mm. so not a thing that that makes it really great yeah i do like definitely that. let me let me ask you guys a question do will we ever now with Disney Plus? Will we ever get the thing that I've been trying to push for the last three years, and that's an animated series for the ages of fifteen to sixty? We're almost there with the Resistance, and that's still a kid show, but it's a little bit more weighty. Well, the last season of Rebels was pretty, pretty dark, but I, I think we're almost there. Are we going to ever get an adult type of feel animated series in Star Wars? I know there's another animated show being produced. Filoni's all about it right now. But is there something else that we're going to get? Maybe five years down the line, four years down the line, it's a little bit more edgy. Now, when you mm-hmm. say uh, adult, are you thinking like really specifically hard edge anime where? No, uh, no, no, no. I'm, no, I'm not even talking like heavy metal or anything like that from back in the day. I'm talking something, um, I don't know. Gosh. Okay, so, when you, so like, what I'm thinking right now is that when we watch the actual live action movies and yeah. a lightsaber blow is dealt, 
mm. and an appendage falls off. You want something like that. No, no, I'm not even talking about violence. I'm talking No, but about- I'm saying like if they're going to go that far, that's part of the bull. You know what I mean? That's like part of the plate. That's on the plate also. Yeah. So you get you just, know blaster uh, battles and more of a mature okay, here, here kind of thing. The Jedi Fallen Order mm-hmm. seems to me it's a little bit more edgy, a little bit more adulty yes. than adulty, I mean it work. Than Ish. resistance Adult-ish. or rebels. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. That animated in a storyline. Will we ever yeah. get that? You think I reckon so? we would. Okay. Yeah. I've I've been wanting that for the last three or four yeah, years I since Rebels you came talking out. About that for a while, yeah. I would love that. Well, Here's something that you might find interesting then. So the Galaxy of Adventures shorts, have you watched any of those? Yes, yes. They like went all out. The ending of Rogue One, the Vader part of it, is an episode of that. And it is a beat for beat thing, man. Cuts the guy, slams the guy up on the ceiling, cuts him in half and deals out death like the the dark black merchant of horror that he is. It's. I think that that's something that they're not afraid to do. You know what? Uh, I, would, I just thought of this. What I would really love to have lost stars. That kind of content where it, it was really interesting. And this season of Resistance kind of reminds me of of scenes and the storyline of Lost Stars here and there a little bit, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I can see where you're getting that from. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially I guess that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I would. I would hope so, man. That'd be really cool to have something yeah. like that. And I think. I think that what they're going to end up having to do with star Wars as we're like taking a break from the movies for three years after this. And Oh, by the way, and I can't remember where this interview took place, but um, somebody asked Ryan Johnson, if he was still doing the, the trilogy. Mm -hmm. And he basically said, yeah, I, I'm waiting for them to tell me what's up. I haven't heard from him. It wasn't very positive. His reaction was not very positive. So I don't know where they're headed, but they're going to have to do something because they want this thing to to stay viable and stay a money making machine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they want to produce good content too. But you know what I'm saying. And he has been involved very heavily with Knives Out, getting that because that premieres next month. Yeah. So it's understandable he really wouldn't have had much to do with it over the past few months. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just the way he said it. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't seem very very positive about it. But it could have had a long night. Who knows? It kind of reminded me. I don't know if you remember. Uh, shortly before JJ was announced as the episode nine director, he was giving an interview at some con or someone, and they they said, and this is after Trevorrow was fired, and they said, "Are you going to take over nine? And he gave an answer that sounded very bitter, wow. and people were like, oh, "Maybe he doesn't want to do Star Wars." And then mm. it was announced that JJ was doing nine, and then like two weeks later, they announced that he's going to have his own trilogy. Mm, interesting. That's all I got, man. I don't have anything smart to say after this. That's all right. I got something smart, actually, to say. This is funny. That it's kind of a segue into smart. There's four new Star Wars words that have been added to the Oxford English Dictionary. Well, oh, is, I did see that. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. jizz one of them? That looks like uh, jizz. Eastern European jizz. Jizz is one of them, King Tom. You're oh, right. Oh. <laughs> Wait, is that a Star Wars word? Yes. No. <laughs> Yes. yes. No. Why do you think I use it all the time? You. <laughs> you cannot hide behind that. Rich. Yeah, but what you're doing isn't making music. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, you sometimes. Hey wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Damn it. Boo's here. Okay. Yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize. See, Eric sets me up like that because he knows I'm going to get in trouble. 
It throws me those hang curveballs. That's my sister, damn it. Yeah. Well, let me give you the words. It's definitely not jizz, but Jedi is one of them. Lightsaber is one of them. Padawan and Force. And here's the definitions. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is it the Force or Force? Force. Could, well, well, it's not the it, Force. Is it added onto what Styled force as is? such. And for, yeah, ah, okay. styled as such. A Jedi is defined as a member of an order, heroic skilled warrior monks who are able to harness the mystical power of the Force. While Padawan is described as an apprentice Jedi. Additionally, the Oxford English Dictionary denotes that a lightsaber is a weapon resembling a sword by having destructed a beam of light in place of a blade. So we are in the Oxford. We, like I'm, like, like I'm wrote oh, it is, I feel great. To, I feel honored good about to this. be yeah. I felt good part about of your life. Yeah. yeah. I feel good about this. It's not just, you know, in pop culture. It's actually in the Oxford Dictionary. But it seems good like Good for you. You have made it, Star Wars. Yeah, but it seems like it's a little, a little late. Like I thought, I thought this would have. You know, the franchise is huge, you know, world juggernaut, even before the Disney acquisition and things like that just seems kind of odd. Well, this is how important it is, boo. This is how important it is, because these are the the recent words that were added. They're right up there, up the the echelon of of, uh, importance. Okay. See, that's that's another issue I have. Chillax was added. Cryptocurrency, whatevs, but naked. Buck, buck naked. Oh, which is spelled, spelled wrong. Buck, buck naked. naked is spelled wrong. I'm gonna say it you're now. saying the Oxford Dictionary because I copied and pasted this. It's supposed to be buck naked, which is supposed to be e k k i d instead of naked. Naked? Yes. You're trolling. Say it, say it naked. You're trolling the say Oxford it. Dictionary. I, I did naked. We're like we're naked in Tahiti. Well, we are not. <laughs> Just we are. I, I, whatever you do in Tahiti, but you and I are not going to be. That's buck- actually from Eddie Murphy. That's how he says naked, yeah. you're supposed to say naked is naked. It's making me edit more and more. <laughs> you got to keep that in. Oh, boy. You got to keep that in, dude. And that's the last of the Star Wars talk. Thank you, Mr. Struthers. I know it's difficult, especially this time of year when there's really nothing out there. I checked every day, too, to see if something pops up. Watch tomorrow. Something major is going to pop up. Uh, but Tickets in a trailer? Tickets in a trailer. King Tom hopes. King Tom, I don't know why you're so stressed out. You've always gotten tickets for every time you've seen Star Wars, correct? I have, but my my movie theater's online ordering has been messed up for every big movie this year, going back to Spider-Verse. So it, it's just, I want to make sure that I have them. And I'm, I'm ordering <laughs> You'll myself get him, buddy. eight, of, eight You'll other get people. Him. You'll get them, my friend. I, I want the out. seats that I, I want. I'm not going to say what row. I'm not going to say what numbers, but I want those seats again. Oh. Man, are you in a, a middle of, of the theater kind of guy or the back center kind of guy? Like, what do you do? You want to be like f- ten rows up? What's what's your? I, uh, I want to be preference? back into the center. Yeah, that's that's what usually what we do. Yep. I don't even mind being the last row. No. Then I can jump up in the air. <laughs> but then, but then you block the projector <laughs> in a fit in it. a fit of joy. Yeah. Don't tell you how to select <laughs> the proper seats in a theater for See, a big viewing like I, that. I don't, but I think you're going to tell me. Then I won't. Enlighten. Tell me, Eric. Tell me. Please tell Mr. Campbell. Please tell Take, him. Okay. Take the exact center <laughs> of the screen. The exact center. Uh-huh. Draw a line straight out that's perfectly level with the, the ceiling or the floor. Perfectly level with the earth. And there's your seat. <laughs> Get a life nerd. You don't want to have to tilt your head up or down. It should be perfectly straight and neutral. Mm. I disagree. Oh, here we go. I disagree Whoa. because there's uh, you little whelp, dude. No, there's <laughs> most movie theater chairs whelp. recline now, so it it'll alter your viewing. Your, shut up. It'll alter your viewing angle. 
So I, I prefer like if it's the full reclining seats where I sit all the way back. I In do your pre- underwear? Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> Don't you fucking tease me. Yeah. Uh, I prefer to have my head tilted up a bit. Usually you have your tud head tilted up and down in the theater, don't you? <laughs> so, okay. You're the one taking first a nap. All, You're the one whose head is bobbing down into the seat. Yeah. I will not go and yeah. fully recline in a theater. It's just that's not my bag. Me uh, either, dude. No, no way. You shouldn't. No, no one way. should. Yeah. No one should. Dude, I would fall asleep. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. But also the, the up angle. Well, now if you if you really want to get serious, man, now the aspect ratio is screwed up, <laughs> and so the bottom of the screen is wider than the top to your brain. That is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. But but, but not when your flip flops are off and you're in your underwear like Carlos Damn Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm ever in a theater and somebody next to me's got flip flops and underwear on, and that's it. <laughs> I'll be asking questions. We've we've done that before. I'll what be me. I'll about? be meat gazing. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Eyes on the screen. Can we talk Eyes about something screen. else? Now? Yeah. Please. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Sorry, listeners. It's Andy Campbell. He brings this out of us. His, I'm his, his, fault. his yeah. niceness and his properness. <laughs> oh, man. We reflect. So sorry. Raj is driving us off the cliff again. I'm sorry. That's I'll bring us back. <laughs> Reboots and remakes. It looks like HBO is in partnership with Paramount Television and Picture Start. They have ordered a full season of Rydell High, a musical series inspired by the 1978 hit Grease. The project is not to be confused with the Grease prequel that's coming out, by the way. I didn't know there was such a grease assance. Summer Loving is the name of the prequel, which is in currently in development and also produced by Paramount. They're banking on Grease, Paramount. This was coming from Variety. First of all, a musical series usually doesn't take. Cop Rock didn't do very well. Something you uh, old school... Fans know. Remember Cop Rock? A gritty cop show with a Broadway musical. I saw one in which a bunch of gangbangers were in jail and they began to sing. Life in the hood ain't no pizza pie. Everybody die when the bullets fly. Life in the hood ain't no pizza pie. Anybody can die when the bullets fly. And I'm saying, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. That, my mind went yes. right there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know of one musical series. Oh, Glee, I guess. Glee was big for a while. Yeah, you got Glee. Yeah. Glee did really well. Okay, so for King Tom, Struthers, Araj, and myself, remember a show called Rags to Riches when we were kids? Rags to Riches. And they did all the cut. It was a musical. No, I don't. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, no. no. Okay, well, there was. that's exactly what happened to it, too. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah. That's that, about right. That would dude. be a mindfuck if Boo goes, I remember that. Oh, <laughs> it, it was actually a show. Just saying. No, I don't remember that. But usually they don't do well. Uh, you know, Grease is really popular, but I don't see why we would be rebooting Grease and having a... And on HBO. A Grease... Uh, on HBO, which More is than, very odd yeah, to me. Yeah, that's very odd, too. And not only that, to be in the same time frame... And you see, like Danny Zuko walking by, and but you're—I don't know. What, what? What if it's about? This is how it, it, bad it's maybe been. it doesn't focus on those characters. And it's not going to. It's not. Else. It's going. No, it's yeah. not going to. But I still think it's really odd. They're just background cameo kind of. Grease was big though. I mean, I remember Grease cards. I never saw Grease in the theater, but I remember there were Grease cards were a thing, like baseball cards. Mm-hmm. Eric, yeah. do you remember those? Yeah. King Tom? I, no, I don't I've remember that. that. Yeah, you've seen them, King Tom. I have seen them. Yeah, they were I'd, big I'd rather, for a while. I'd rather they make the series about the song Grease by Frankie Valli. Oh, it's the word. 
That's Ooh. all I have. Moving on. Were you an Olivia Newton-John fan? Oh, God. Yes. No, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, Andy. Yes. She's she's like the queen of Australia, correct? She's like oh, yeah, treasure. She's a treasure. Huge. Every time they have an anniversary, they do a main event thing in Sydney and Travolta's there. And See? Okay. She's there. And so they maybe they're make doing a big, it, huge deal out of it. Maybe they're doing it for people in Australia. Maybe they'll be into it, right? This, oh, yeah. No, it's huge here. See? Like, it's huge. See, we're shitting on it, and it could be a really big thing. I, I have no issue with it. I just... HBO is probably not. It is what it is. Yeah. This, At least it'll have a good budget. Yeah, it, that's yeah, true. Right. It's not going to be on Sunday nights. Let's put no, it that way. No. It'll be fun. <laughs> no. By, by the way, the Succession on HBO. Brilliant. Succession on HBO just finished. I haven't finished the final episode, but man, oh man, it's such a good great, show. It's yeah. such a great show. Man. It's really, really good. Um, Olivia Newton John, by the way, Eric loved Xanadu. Great movie. Roller skates. Olivia Newton John. Yeah, that Corey. was, that was she a was pretty the best. good movie. She did ELO do the music for that? Yes. Yes, they did. ELO did the music. It's a uh, cult classic, Xanadu. Les, have you seen Xanadu? No. It's a great Rush song. It has nothing to do with the movie, though. We have an email <laughs> from OG Rob, and this has a lot to do with music. And I, yes. I didn't want to bring this up. First thing I did when I read this, I said, this is going to get me and Eric in a big debate, and we're going to start arguing, and I didn't want to do it. I Mom, did not want to do it. Mom and dad are start fighting. But OG Rob had to fucking do this. So go ahead. Good Rick. for him. Hey, Sith List, big question for you this week. Who gets your votes for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year? The slate of nominees is stacked, and honestly, a credible argument can be made for all 16 to be inducted. Fan vote is limited to five, so here are mine based on who I think deserves most to get in and not necessarily who I am the biggest fan of. Oh, okay. Objective. Now, one through five is this. His one through five. His one through five. And I already have issues with it. So Damn. He made me mad. <laughs> Damn you, Rob. Anyways, number one, Pat Benatar. Number two, Whitney Houston. And I will number three, Soundgarden. Number four, Notorious B.I.G. And number five, Judas Priest. Okay, there's one slightly there's one slightly sentimental pick in there, which I think you can guess. But like I said, it's a monster list. Curious to hear your picks and for an Araj versus Eric debate on whether Dave Matthews band gets in this time around. Later, OG Rob. How dare you kick up the butt, the dust like that? Okay. So let me let me tell you the nominees here. Ooh. Okay. Pat Benatar, Dave Matthews Band, Depeche Mode, Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Judas Priest, Kraftwerk, MC5, Motorhead, Nine Inch Nails, Notorious B.I.G., Rufus featuring Chuck Khan, Todd Rundgren, Soundgarden, T-Rex, and Thin Lizzy. It is a pretty solid group. And to pick five out of that is tough. I'm not going to do this pick because you're not going to give. You're not even going to throw a five in there. At no, all? I just don't want to argue with Eric. You got to try. <laughs> not not so much for argument's sake, just for. Well, your, I, your I believe personal. that certain bands do deserve it. Obviously, I'm going to say Dave. I'd love to see Kraftwerk and Depeche Mode get in together. Here's the thing. I, I think if you can and nine inch nails, if you can still after 20 years still sell out stadiums, I think that you're still doing something right. Out of all those, there's one band out of all these that can still sell out a stadium. The Doobie Brothers. Exactly right. 
No, that's Dave. As much as you might hate Dave Matthews' band, but I don't see Pat Benatar playing Wrigley Field. No, she's playing Fantasy Springs Casino that's right. in California. Depeche Mode <laughs> does still play arenas, and they were very, very influential with 80s Sith pop, and they still were huge in the 90s, and they were still big in, in, in the early 2000s, and I love them to death. Priest is great. Uh, Craftwork was influential. MC5 is great. I mean, this is, I mean, you can make a case, Rob is right, for anybody on this list. See, see, but the thing, I, the question I have is how many of these are first-time ballot uh, nominees? I think Dave is, I think this is his first time. I don't know what Rob's talking Notorious about. Notorious B.I.G. is a first-timer for sure. Nobody should be put in, nobody on that list deserves to be put in as far as a first-time uh, uh, first ballot uh, nominee. Well, well, it depends because if you're talking hip hop and when you. Yeah, no, no, no. You have to. Notorious so Biggie, Biggie goes in right it. away. No matter what. Biggie goes no, in no, 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 number no. one or five. It doesn't matter. No, but as far as that list, it, 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 he can wait. He can wait. But well, he's dead, else, dude. He I can't know, wait any longer. Well, he'll be waiting for a while. <laughs> he, he's in the queue for a long <laughs> time. But there's other people on that list that, as of right now, mm-hmm. are more deserving. Like who? I think the Doobie Brothers should be in. Whitney Houston. I just like Thin Lizzy, but they don't deserve to be in. <laughs> Pat Benatar. See, I got to disagree, man. Pat Benatar, I got to disagree with Thin Lizzy. They definitely deserve to be in. <sighs> there, there's, there's, they were so groundbreaking. So groundbreaking. They are great. And so was I mean, Kraftwerk. Th- I didn't say anything about that. We're talking about whether or not Thin Lizzy <laughs> deserve to be in there. That's why do you want to do this? Uh, th- th- but anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Boo. You go ahead and finish. No, no, no. That's, I didn't mean to cut you off here. That's that's as far as my list. Uh, does Notorious B.I.G. deserve to be in there? Absolutely. Dude. But as of has to be in right now? Yes. Uh, yes. Wait a little bit. Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. I get Shaka Khan, but Rufus Shaka Khan? Fe- featuring Shaka Khan. They, Shaka didn't Khan. they have one hit? No. Okay. Well, maybe I don't know. But Shaka Khan was able to transcend them and do her own thing. Yeah, he, that's what I'm saying. Very, mm-hmm. very big T-Rex deal. T-Rex was great. Pri- I mean, Priest. Rob Halford. Kraftwerk gets a, the nod because they have other, they have influenced other genres of music, too. They did. Uh, they were the first ones to do like uh, electronic sound in yeah. their music. Yes. So they've spawned a ton of other. Now, there wouldn't bands. be a Depeche Mode if there were. Exactly. In, there, in, in exactly. Nine Inch Nails either, if I'm not mistaken, right? Eh, in yeah. a way, because in, yeah. in, industrial. industrial. Yeah. But yeah. also, Africa Bombata's Planet Rock is actually a, a line from Kraftwerk, one of Kraftwerk's early mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. So that whole da, 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 that's from a Kraftwerk song. Mm. They should be in already, if anything. Whitney Houston, yeah. I would call Whitney Houston for sure. She's every woman. She was a crossover star. And did she have issues later on? Of course. But that's Whitney Houston. Like, no one can touch any of her <laughs> Did she songs. have issues? Everybody had issues. That's what I was about. I was about to say that. I just said, of course. That's why if you hear me itched up, I was about to say, I think everybody on this list had issues because... One of those dudes got shot dead in the suburban, like yeah. Ooh, riddled that's, with bullets. That's a hell of an issue. Like, plus so, motor, talk about influential. We have Motorhead on this list. Yeah, I mean, you see, could see, you can make a case for everybody. Yeah, but yeah, Motorhead's not going to be put in. That's the issue. Nah, not, not for yeah. a while. Why would Soundgarden be put in? Why wouldn't they be put in? Not yet. Can, I give you, can you give me a good case for Soundgarden? I'm not saying they shouldn't. I want to know what you would think as far as what help. Here, here's the thing. I, I feel like this is kind of like sports. So if if you dominate and you're fantastic in the time that you came out and you sustained it for a while and you were still relevant, mm-hmm. Soundgarden and Chris Cornell, 
you can make a case that out of that whole grunge era, they they might have been one of the the best bands that came out of there. And I'm you know, that's a lot to say for me because I'm a huge Pearl that's, Jam guy. That's why I'm asking. And you. Pearl Jam's yeah. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. If Pearl Jam's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I Nirvana's in too, right? Nirvana's in too. Being, yeah, but how much of that stuff was with Soundgarden, and how much of that was without them? Are you considering uh, audio? He's slaves? just no. I'm not. No, no, no. He's just calling slaves. out Chris Cornell no. as a game changer, as being part of something. one of the greatest voices in the history of rock and roll. Well, there you go. Eric. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, and, and he, he, he is. But yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, it's you know, are you giving it to him for him or for Soundgarden? For Soundgarden as a whole. Yeah, Soundgarden as a whole too. Yeah. But a lot of these guys, you take the Rob Halford out of Judas Priest, they're not going to be on this list. Um, Trent Reznor's not going to be. Nine Inch Nails will not be on this list if it wasn't for Trent Reznor. So. You can make that case for majority of these bands. All right, here's my five. I'll give a five. I'll I'll, I'll dive into there. I'll go ten toes down. Uh, Doobie Brothers, mm-hmm. Whitney, Craftwork, mm-hmm. 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 Biggie, because I've been saying it the whole damn time. Yeah, that would be really bad if you didn't say Biggie. And mm. T Rex. No. <laughs> Depeche Mode. Okay. That's, that, that, that's that'd be pretty, my five. That's pretty right good. There. See, okay. like, and, no, and no rating, like, yeah, yeah, you just, not ranking no, them at all, but those would be sense. my five right Okay, there. you got it. Yeah, we don't have to all give our fives because it would take, like, two hours. But. No, and I, I agree with Les's. Besides, I would switch uh, Notorious B.I.G. with Pat Benatar. Oh, well, Pat Benatar, for her coming out of the whole 80s rock and roll and being a female artist. Mm-hmm. That's why. She was huge. She was huge, yeah. She was huge. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. she was a big deal, man. She and was. Her, her music stylings are still, like, they don't feel particularly dated, which is which I think is pretty cool, too, and the subject matter that they mm-hmm. that she would tackle. Her goofball husband is a really good producer and killer guitar player. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was going to say Pat Benatar. Like, for me, the the musts in this would be um, Pat Benatar, Judas Priest, and Thin Lizzy. And then the, my remaining two picks would – I could make a case for so many of these that it would be hard for me to pick. But those the three that I mentioned are a must out of this list. Uh, King Tom, I don't want to skip you. Is there anybody in this that uh, you have any musts? I would say Whitney, Benatar, Biggie, Doobie Brothers, and Thin Lizzy. Those okay. would be my five. Okay. All right. So we almost matched up pretty much. Right. Pretty Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty good. Doobie Brothers did a lot. They exactly. They did a lot. There's there's a Doobie Brothers music. Are you that comes talking on. about pre Michael McDonald Doobie Brothers or post or I'm are you talking, talking about as a whole? As a whole, because there's some songs that come on, and you're like, oh hell yeah, and you start jamming to it, and you're like, oh this is Doobie Brothers. I like both. And then yeah, way. you end up getting, then you'll get the Michael McDonald too, and you're like, who the hell's that? And stepped out of it. It's <laughs> the Doobie Brothers. You're like what? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where once the music comes on, your head starts bobbing, and you're like, oh oh. For me, that's one of those things too. Yeah. Well, thank you, OG Rob. That was a, a great email. And uh, Eric and I didn't brawl. Yeah, re- relatively nice to each other. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Okay. we're okay. Yeah, I want to watch this video together. Because oh, some of you guys, I don't know, have have you guys all seen I've this? I've seen, yes. The Grouch on Saturday Night Live. Eric, have you seen this? No. Oh, good. Because I was hoping. I have an Ada. What's Ooh, all right. Grouch. Oh, it's, it's not the. It's, it's just, just grouch. grouch. It's just Grouch. Andy, you haven't seen it either? No, no, because oh. we um, Saturday Night Live, I think, is a bit late. We see it later. So. Okay, that is great because I want to. I want to see your face, faces, especially Andy. You've seen <laughs> you've seen Joker, and I know Eric's yeah. seen the Joker the trailer tons of times because we I think played it and talked mm-hmm. about it tons of times. Damn, that's 
smells straight like ass, man. I don't know. I kind of like him. <laughs> yeah? You like trash so much, why don't you live in it? <laughs> why don't you fight me? Damn, Oscar, why are you such a grouch, man? From the studio that brought you Joker and the twisted minds at Sesame Workshop comes the next gritty anti-hero origin so story. Why do you think you're always in such a bad mood? Because of me. Are things getting worse out there? Friendly neighborhood of Sesame Street has now become Guy Smiley. Guy Smiley. <laughs> I'm Guy Smiley. ABC, ABC, ABC DFT. Hookers and pimps on every corner. Now look, Prairie Dawn, you want to snuff his hoes, okay? And snuff his hoes, oh. I'm sorry, Daddy. Bitch, you better shut your damn mouth for good. <laughs> People getting killed over nothing. Give me the ducky. No, no, no. <laughs> and how does that make you feel? Grouchy. <laughs> if everyone calls you trash, and everyone treats you like trash, <laughs> why don't you just <laughs> Become trash. Variety asks, did we need a dark take on Oscar the Grouch? No, says the New York Times. The beloved residents of Sesame Street like you've never seen them before. You want to see this big bird dance? One, two, three, <laughs> three pills for me. <laughs> the count. <laughs> Cookie Monster. Oh, <laughs> From director Todd Phillips. The <laughs> and the writer of P is for Potty. This is my favorite part. The writer of P is for Potty. <laughs> favor would you call me the grouch why am i getting goosebumps as if this is a real movie that i want to see brought to you by the letter r <laughs> oh gosh that was so good okay. that was so good how that, that was pretty good that, that was, was good. really good that was that was a really good take <laughs> yeah, and, and dave harbour did a really good job this last week on snl so if you can <sighs> catch it awesome, you should man. definitely watch it very very cool Ernie, Ernie like made my soul hurt, man. Oh, you see that? That was great. Give it to him. Who got stabbed? Was it Ernie? Like, Ernie got stabbed for a rubber ducky. Yeah, for rubber ducky. He didn't give up his rubber ducky. I know, bitch. My favorite part is, and the guy that brought you letter P is for potty. Did anybody get to see El Camino? By the way, I did. I did. Okay, just real quick. What's your non-spoilery take? Real quick. I think that it should have been turned into an actual eight-episode series. Stretch Jesse's journey out a little bit longer. Yeah, it just okay. made the more I saw it, the more I'm going, dude. This could have easily been forty five minutes, forty five minutes, forty five mm-hmm. minutes. Each each thing could have just been an episode of into into and uh, to itself. Yeah, I thought that it was like a typical Breaking Bad episode. Mm-hmm. I thought Aaron Paul was awesome. He kicked ass, and I remember Aaron Paul was reading, and they brought him in when Solo was being made. 
and there was rumors that he was going to be in Solo. Do you remember that, King Tom? And uh, and and Andy and uh, no, Eric? I don't. I remember that. And I was no, so excited. Yeah, not for Han, but uh, but for another role in the movie. Yeah, yes. and I was yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was really excited about because he's a big Star Wars guy too, and he was fantastic in this thing, just like he was in Breaking Bad, and it it, it was all fan service. Mm-hmm. But it, it was fan service done really well. That's what I thought. Some people thought it was like a slow burn and it didn't live up to the hype. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was good. I, I liked it. I've seen Aaron Paul and other things after this. This is, I don't know what it is, if it's the writing, the character, the directing. He's superb. All three. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Man, yeah. It might be a combination of the three or something like that. This brings out the best of Aaron mm-hmm. Paul. You know, the, the, the character of Jesse Pinkman, there's a difference between him doing other roles yeah. and Jesse Pinkman, which is great to see him back into it, flowed right back into it. And the crazy thing is, is that the the show ended six years ago and it still has major, major appeal, you know, because I was really stoked for this and I was very excited. Um, I'm glad it came out. I think it should have come out sooner. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad it came out. I loved it. I love being back into the world of mm-hmm. Breaking Bad and things like that. But was it great? No, but yeah, I was that's happy how, it was there. That's how I felt. Yeah, I was happy it was there, and I'm like, good. I'm glad this is here. I loved all the fan service. I loved yeah. being in that world, like you said. Mm-hmm. But I felt like there was something else that we needed to... Well, that something else is 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 dead. Yeah, that's the issue. That oh. was that was my big thing. Spoiler alert! If, yeah. you know, it's been fucking almost a decade. Oh yeah, but uh, Walter White. Walter White's dead. Yeah, there's you're you're missing something. Yeah, you're missing that intellectual, that calm, almost, and the banter back and forth. Exactly that calm, scary. You know he's a nice guy, but this fucker's turning or, or he turns into a monster kind of thing. You miss that, and you know there's there's no way to replace it. But talking to Breaking Bad fans, I talked to Haas. He absolutely loved it. Like mm-hmm. it's, I haven't talked to one Breaking Bad fan that didn't like the because you're yeah. back into that world. Exactly. So yeah. it's definitely worth watching if you're into Breaking Bad at all. Definitely watch it. If you haven't seen Breaking Bad, you're gonna look at it. You're gonna watch it. and You're gonna go, what What the hell is going on? Kind of thing. They do a recap and they give you like flashbacks. But you should definitely watch Breaking Bad before you watch El Camino. But great job, I thought, by Aaron Paul and the makers of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Now, comic book TV movie news, Spidey and Venom, they're actually, there's plans for them to be together. And I want to get King Tom's take on this and Andy's take on this and even less than there. Sony and Marvel obviously are together back in bed for Spidey. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige has said that Spidey is the only hero with the superpower to cross cinematic universes, leading to the speculation that Sony will somehow incorporate Tom Holland's iteration of the hero into its own shared Marvel universe. And that's Venom, obviously speaking to fandom Venom director, Ruben Fisher said, that's exactly what's going to be on the horizon. Now, Andy circus is taking over the directing role for Venom two, but Fisher did number one. And this is what he said. That's where it's all going to lead. And the exciting thing, because we changed the origin of Venom in, in the comics, he evolved from Spider-Man, but because of the Marvel Sony thing, we weren't able to do that. And so the thing I think it's building towards and will be exciting to see is when they actually do confront each other. So they're working on that. So who knows when that's going to happen. But King Tom, is this excite you hearing about this? It makes me I still haven't seen Venom 1. It would make me more likely to see the follow up because to me, Tom Holland is Spider-Man. He's the perfect Spider-Man, perfect Peter Parker. But the thing is. 
part of the appeal of Venom is the tie to Spider-Man. And without that, I don't know how you do it unless you... The only other comic tie to the the Venom comic character that I can think of is that the Venom suit would negate the Spider-Sense, or as we're calling it in the movies now, the Peter Tingle. (laughs) But I don't know if that's interesting enough of a tie between the two to make, you know, to, to excite me about it right? Uh, uh, or make venom anything other than a generic villain or anti-hero that Spidey teams up with. I like to get your take on venom uh, when you do watch it and see what okay. you think about it. Uh, Andy, you saw venom, you said, correct? Yeah. I saw venom on the, on the way to, Oh gosh. Uh, no, it was Europe, not Chicago. Yeah, I saw it on the way to Europe on the plane. And I don't know, it might have been just because you're watching a movie on the plane in a long flight, but um, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, okay, the story wasn't much plot-wise and stuff, mm-hmm. but I thought the the comedy between um, Tom Hardy and uh, and the actor who played um, Venom, um, their little banter was sort of really quite cool, sort of like a buddy cop thing. Yeah, it really was. I thought it was just a fun comic book action flick, and they did it. Yeah, right. and it, it, they didn't. And it looked like he had fun. Yeah, they didn't try to make it something it wasn't, and it worked. And I think this is going to be really cool to see Tom Hardy and to see Holland together on screen. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big payoff. Les, what do you think? That'll be good. This? I think what all the fans want is the brutal, very very scary version of the Venom versus Spidey. Oh, kind of thing. That's not going to happen. Um, the iconic, uh, teeth in the closet behind Mary Jane panel. They want that kind of thing going on. But I think what we're going to get is Venom and Spider-Man having to team up to take out the symbiotes and carnage. Carnage. Yeah. Which is also a major fan service. So if they do it right, they can do just like the Avengers movie. You know, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man meet in the forest and start pounding each other, just beating the hell out of each other. They can have that happen first where they fight each other and then they figure it out like, hey, guys, we, we got to work together here. And they go from there. So, I mean, that's. That's not that's what they're not saying, but that's more than likely the only way it's going to work hmm. um, because the it's not established. Well, they made him a lovable character, too. Well, they made him an antihero, but they also took away that whole hatred of Spider-Man, Spider-Man. and Peter yeah. Parker. It's mm-hmm. not there. Yeah. At all. That's true. This Peter Parker is still in high school. This Peter Parker is not, not working for the Daily Bugle yet. He doesn't have Jonah Jameson up Spider-Man's ass and his ass like it in the books. He doesn't have to deal with Eddie Brock and the fake news and all that other stuff that he was accused of, even though they laid that angle in the Venom movie. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for anybody. Yeah. That's just, it's just not there. All the the groundwork that was laid by Todd McFarlane is just not there anymore. So, I mean, this would be the only thing they could do. Yeah. I, I'm pretty excited. Boo? Yeah, no, uh, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, I could see them making it where Peter Parker is out of high school, going to college. Maybe he gets a job at, you know, you know, quotation marks google something like that yeah you some, know, so something smart scientific somewhere over there in uh in uh san francisco you know that kind of thing because 
uh, what is it? Because oh, because he's over there. Yeah, because right. Eddie Brock said he got his uh, he got pushed out of New York. Yeah, for his yeah, whatever he did. Right. So I think I think he goes over there and deals with the issues. Plus, Carnage is already there. Yes. So I think I think uh, uh, I think that'll be the plan for them. You know, he goes. I, I doubt it'd be another trip, but it has to be a bit of a darker movie than what Spider Man is associated with. But although uh, Mysterio did some fucked up shit, he was gonna shoot him. Yeah, we saw the gun and everything, and Spider Man was beating the shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, Homecoming was, or Far From Home was, pretty rough. So I, I don't think it'd be that far of a stretch as uh, from the violence that you want. Plus Carnage, he's a serial killer serial already. Killer. Yeah, so he has mm-hmm. to do some awful shit. Yeah, he's gonna have you know he's he's gonna be you know be wielding weapons of awful awful intent. So. I, I think I think we'll get the I think everybody will be satiated as far as Spider Man fans and you know the the lovableness there and then also Venom and the dark brutalness that that we'll get so yeah so I I think it'll be something like that where they you know Spider Man has to go over there for some reason ah I get what it would be mm. Spider Man's a world hero the whole Is thing at though? the end of Mysterio makes it where he's on the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venom Spider-Man. Venom is like we could step in and be the Spider Man. We can recreate, you know, we can replicate some of his powers. We get the white spider on his black. And then oh, Spider-Man no. shows up and he's like, you're not me. All this shit goes down and we get. Fight it out, oh, get back oh, together, oh. go after Carnage. Interesting. Pay me for writing this movie, goddamn it. I just pitched this damn movie. I'd watch it. There you go. Eric. Or, or you're going to get sued. Yes. No. Huh? You were uh, very much into comics when you were younger, correct? Collected yes, sir. Or just, that, that is correct. Is Spidey and Venom something that you got into? Tom McFarlane's Venom? Or um, does this excite you at all to, to see these two characters together? Me. Okay. I don't care. Yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah, I, I wasn't I a just, huge Venom guy either. I, I only know Venom through what I've seen, how cool he looks. I'm not really into him. Yeah, I was never that hip to it. Like... So in the original Secret Wars, when Spider-Man got the black suit, the, um, that whole storyline was cool, and what it did to him was cool. But after that, I didn't care. Who cares? Gotcha. Whatever. Well, moving on to this. We're going to do this before we get into the Joker review. But this is a big deal because Matt Reeves, the Batman, has added its Catwoman. And I think they picked a perfect actor to play the Catwoman. Perfect. Perfect. Good one, boo. <laughs> big Little Lie star Zoe Kravitz has been tapped to play Catwoman. Okay. Now, if you know Zoe Kravitz, if you watch Big Little Lies, like I do on HBO, which is another great show, um, but you've also might have seen Zoe Kravitz. She was in X-Men First Class. Ah, there you go. There she you go. was also in Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. There we go. I She's been big, in big franchises. everything. Uh, even she was an in- M-, M. Night movie titled After Earth. Oh, God. I think she was in the Knight Rider remake about 10 years ago. Really? I think so, yeah. Oh wow, she's she's. I mean, I watched Big Little Eyes on HBO, and she is great in it, and she is beautiful. Yes, and I think she can play Catwoman like a champ. She was also in a really really awesome movie called Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, there you go. Hell yeah, That's right, she was. There you go. So yeah, I think this is a perfect perfect Catwoman. I know everybody was trying to get this role, but I think they uh, nailed it with her. And to be honest, anybody they get from here on after seeing uh, uh, Halle Berry's Catwoman. You got a clean slate. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Everybody yeah. will do a great yeah, she job. Was pretty bad. Ooh. Anybody. Michelle Pfeiffer was fantastic, though. Yeah, she was. Eric, you had something pretty witty on Twitter about <laughs> about Zoe Kravitz, right? Apparently not. I thought it was getting a little more traction than it did. <laughs> After it was announced, I said, 
if she doesn't ask Batman, are you going to go my way at some point during this movie? It's going to be a goddamn tragedy. That was really good, by the way. I, I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> <Don't clap. laughs> oh, dude. I liked it. Uh, I had my monocle on. I was like, oh, oh, oh good show, Struthers. Good show. And then somebody said something to like, I think you're like, if I have to explain it, it doesn't work or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Dude, I was surprised at how many people didn't know. Yeah, was and I mean, song, I get it. Man. I can't. I'm not going to rip on them. So. The tweet's still up, right, Eric? Because it ain't over till yeah. it's over, buddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. I'm happy for myself. Yeah, thank, good job, man. Thank did you. you let me ask you, and you can tell me the truth. Did yeah. you do all this just to throw that out there? No, it just came up to me. Right. <laughs> I, I was going to say something like, "Well, so she's an American woman," but I was like, "He has." I was even, about to it's think not, that it's not even his original song, so I can't go that yeah. route. And then yeah. there's a couple other songs too that I was like, "Well, once you give in, but no, no, you can't do no. that." Send in the clown. Okay, so now it's time. The boys have left the room. The boys who haven't seen it have left the room. So we don't have King Tom. We don't have Eric. We don't have Les because they haven't seen Joker yet. The boys are back in town, though. The boys here are back, back in town. town. Yes, right. That's it. <laughs> That's a good one, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, full circle. Mm, full circle, yeah, right? This is the whole show. Yeah, exactly. That's Thin Lizzy? Yes, it is. Thin Lizzy, yeah. yeah. There it is. I, there it is. Full circle. I like Thin Lizzy a lot. They're, yeah, they're, they're really, great. Yeah, they're, they're great. Well, it's Joker time. Now, I want to talk about last week and nobody saw it. Now, it's already been two weeks. We're going on week three. So if you've seen the Joker, then you're going to want to listen to this because we're going to break some stuff down. If you haven't seen Joker, then we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So on uh, three, one, two, three, spoil. Okay. Now, I want to get Andy's take first. He's our guest. I want to know what you thought of it. Was it? Was it everything you thought it was going to be? Were you disappointed? Were you overly, um, were you uh, surprised how, how uh, it, good it was? So what's your take on, on what you saw? My, uh, my take of it? Um, man, I, I was just blown away. I really was. Um, I, went a, I went during um, the afternoon, an afternoon session, and um, so I could really just you know, take it all in. Like you didn't have the noise of the crowd or anything really much. And, um, no, I just thought like, damn, like Joaquin Phoenix is what a great actor. Like, Oh my gosh. What a performance. Unbelievable. He was so good in this film. Fantastic. I mean, yeah. Now was it, it, I know there was a lot of controversy before the film started and we talked about it on this podcast multiple times. Um, was it, did it deserve the controversy? Did you think that it sensationalized his character at all? I think there were a few scenes that really pushed or like started that idea uh-huh. of like, oh, hang on, this this is sort of giving the wrong the wrong message, right? But I think once it was fully over, I know to me, I I saw it as, oh, this is just a guy who's just life's just gone nailed him down, pushed him down again and again and again. And he's just like, I've had enough. And yeah, there's just like certain scenes that they show and you're like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, there was, a scene, there was a scene at the end where the scene where he's standing. Yeah, up that's the one on the I'm car. trying. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I was. Yeah. I was like, uh, this is a little off, um, you know. But you know, I, I I thought exactly what you were thinking that it's just the guy that's just been pummeled and pummeled and pummeled and pummeled mentally, physically, to a point where he just lost it. And I thought that they brought up the mental illness aspect of it multiple times. And I oh, thought they did a good job. And the amount it. of times, yeah. And like the amount of times he's like, no, you're not listening. You're not actually hearing what I'm saying. Right. And, and even with that scene when um, the, his psychiatrist is saying, oh, yeah, no, the budget cuts and stuff. And he's like, well, whatever, I get my medicine. And she's just like, uh, oh, well, sorry. Like, yeah, uh, they don't give a shit about you or they don't give a shit about you. Yeah. Me. Yeah. That was, yeah, you're absolutely like, right. Like, geez, why? And like, why? Like, I think realistically a therapist would not say that to the patient, but like, yeah, that's just, I guess that time that they're in and just how everything's just like, even the, like the whole garbage thing, rubbish. Like you could tell each day everywhere he went, he just garbage was everywhere. Cause there was all that um, the strike, the strike happening. Yeah. So, right. so every day there was always just like, Oh, everything's just getting increased. Of like horribleness. Yeah, it's just shitty on top of shitty and on top of shitty and top of shitty. So you overall you loved it, correct? Yeah, no, I I was really just like what away. a great film. Like I there were some parts I was a bit uneasy. Yeah. Um I think mostly at the live show that he was on. Oh, like that was the tension on that was just <laughs> Oh man. Because it could have gone it was bad. News, it could have gone anywhere. Right. I was a big fan of Killing Joke, the graphic novel. So I n- kind of had a feeling where it was going because that's there's a, that scene is in mm-hmm, The Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. But he does it in a different way. There's a specific scene during that whole segment that you had to look away a little bit. And it wasn't because of the violence. It was because Joaquin Phoenix was so into character. Mm-hmm. I'll just talk about her now. He was shaking looking at De Niro. Mm-hmm. And it was a side shot of his face. It was just, it was just the profile of his face. And he was shaking. He was so angry. He was so disturbed. Oh, man. I was just like, I looked at Lorena. I was, I was just like, my God, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. crazy. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked it. I'm going to ask some other questions. I'm going to get Boo's take. But I really think that there's big, big questions that need to be answered on this thing. And I'm gonna, I'll hit you guys up uh, after I get Boo's take. Boo, what, what was your thoughts on this? Yeah, no, I, I loved it. Any buzz? It's good buzz, you know, negative buzz mm. or positive buzz, you know, it is, you know, as long as your, your thing is in the news, that's all they care about. So yeah, I guess mission true. accomplished. Right. Uh, do I believe that it deserved all the negative buzz that it, that it uh, garnered? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think Absolutely so. Absolutely not. Thank God nothing happened. Yes. Yes. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Knock on wood so far. Go. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic film. The, the writing, the acting, the set pieces, the cinematography, all super. Oh, oh super. so good. Yeah. The visual. Yeah, oh. yeah, the visuals, everything. You know, Todd Phillips is going to, uh, he's, it, it, people are going to be clamming for him if they're not our, uh, yeah. are already. Great to see Joaquin Phoenix again, front of the camera. Awesome. Such to see a him great again. actor. Yes. Fantastic. Everybody in it did a fantastic job. Yeah. No, I, I loved it. There were some scenes that were very unsettling, which I think was the, the mission statement. Yeah. Completely, completely accomplished. Mm. The, the scene that you're talking about where he's shaking, you do, you feel that he is struggling with mental illness. You know it, you sense it, but do I feel bad for him? Not for him necessarily, but I feel bad that the system is letting all of them down. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make it about himself. Yeah. yeah. At the end, mm. he's like, you're 
Yeah, I, I can't remember what he said, but he essentially says, you're fucking us. Mm-hmm. You're leaving us to die. And he, he's not just saying me. He's saying everyone with, with mental issues, everybody who's struggling. He's like, so he, that, that, that's something that I think it made the switch that it's not about him. Yeah. It's about others, everyone who is struggling because he realizes I'm not well. Right. I need help and you're not doing anything. Yeah. And I think, and I think that was very important. I think that's what kind of turned it where it's not just about him. The ending, the ending with the him on Santana top of the car. I think that's just kind of fan service. But the, 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 the thing that I think pushed it is that he's captured in the end. You see him in the mental asylum. Yeah. You see him. That's what I want to talk to you about. Yeah. That's something with, because there's a lot of ambiguous things going on in between there. And well, uh, we'll get into it after. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, of course. But I, I loved it. Everybody in it was great. The, the story with the thing that I liked a lot is that it's still being a DC movie and you know that they're in Gotham. You really get the sense that Gotham sucks. It is sad. It is dark. It is drab. You know, you're just like, you do get that feeling of, you know, the, the separation between Metropolis and, and Gotham. And you, you get that feel that yeah. shit, this place needs help. And, you know, the whole mm-hmm. Batman feel and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it felt, uh, it did, it felt correct. It felt right. And I'm just like, yeah, this, this is, this is what I want. Do I want continuing movies with this kind of feel, feel and darkness to it and real life darkness to it? No. Yeah. This is a bit too real. This is a bit too much. Yeah. Is, is it a fantastic interpretation and use of the, you know, the intellectual property and the source material? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But do Absolutely. I want continuing things? Like people are like, oh, I would love to see Batman and all this. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Yeah. I, I don't need, I don't need this to continue. Fantastic job. Do I need a sequel? No. Okay. I, I, I've okay. heard that Todd Phillips and, and if Joaquin is down, that they'll do it. I don't want a sequel. I think this is a one-off. And this I have a way. Cool. I have a way that you'll see Joaquin without having a sequel. I have one that I came up with, and okay. I want to get your take. So you, you loved it. Yes, Sipsless Seal of Approval. Absolutely. Okay. So I, like I said last week, my non-spoilery, I thought it was one of the best films I've seen in the last 10 years. Fully developed cinematography, the direction, the writing, the acting, the and all, music, and all the facets. score was unbelievable. The music was good. Oh, I, yes. Oh, the God, music it was, was haunting. Surprisingly, it, it the music that they chose was surprising, but fit and worked perfectly. Well, just you mean the songs itself? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about that. Yeah, I agree. And there's controversy with the Gary Glitter song because yeah. he's in jail for yeah, yeah, yeah. just doing horrific things. I get that. But I'm talking about the score itself, ah, the yes. violin, the mm. darkness. You know, uh, the violin, it gave me a feel, it reminded me of, in a darker way, the guitar riff from Solo, where I got mm. that I got that feel, and I was like, God, if that could be utilized more, because it's very simple. Mm-hmm. It's it's not, it was very simple. It's very simple. It's not, it's not a big, you know, John Williams, you know, orchestra or something like that. It's a couple instruments, yeah. maybe just one, things like that. And with the right, with the right uh, camera work, awesome. Awesome, awesome, oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Mm. I did I did like that 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 score specifically that part. Uh-huh. I was like, that's the shit. It was this, it was great. It really yeah, was. You're right. Yeah, so I I mean I absolutely loved it. Walking Phoenix is just one of our great actors of our generation, and he is such a method actor. He lost sixty pounds to do this role, and you can tell. And it, it you, and, oh. and he said it really messed with his head because yeah. he lost so much weight so quickly. 
and he did say he loved playing this role and he would love to play him again. And it's all he's been thinking about since he stopped. So I'll talk about that in a second. But I overall thought it was just fantastic. Yeah. The movie makes oh, you feel yeah, uncomfortable yeah. and makes you... Definitely. I walked out of that movie, this nasty feeling in a pit in my stomach. What did I just see? Lorena was talking yeah. about how just when we got out of there, she was just disturbed because mm-hmm. it felt so real. And she's a therapist. She, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So it was it was just very real. I love the Batman stuff. I thought they did it really well. Here is some of the questions that I have, though. In the beginning of the movie, and I'm going to pick both of your brains. Mm. In the beginning of the movie, very first, like first five minutes, he's in therapy, correct? Yes. Yes. And they show a flashback scene of him banging his head. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a, right. Yeah. Into a glass. And it's very white and very pristine looking, the area, right? Mm-hmm. Then he goes to Arkham, talks to uh, the guy, Paperboy, who's putting the show Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And he asks him, how do you get in here? You have to do something really bad, right? Doesn't look like he knows where he's at, really. Mm-hmm. Place does not look anything like where he was. Mm-hmm. Flash forward to the end of the film. He's talking to the therapist. She tells him something, and he said, "You wouldn't." He laughs. Yeah. And if you notice, his laugh is not the same laugh. (laughs) (laughs) It's a completely different laugh. He's never laughed like that throughout the entire film. He has a totally different laugh, and he says, "You wouldn't get the joke anyway." Yeah. Is the joke that everything happened was in his head from from the start? Like he never got out. He never got out from the beginning of the film. And if you look at the clock, it says 11-11 on the clock in the very first scene with the therapist. And then when he's banging his head, the clock says 11-11. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's why I said it felt like it kind of, it's, yeah. it's kind of inception-y to me. Mm-hmm. Did, did any of it really happen? And how did he get there in the first place? And why did he have that laugh? Because he never had another laugh other than what we know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of questions that Phillips has put out there. And in, yeah. in, in the movie they have where he imagines very vivid things. He imagines a date, interactions. Right, right, right. You know, well, yeah, he, things, a whole relationship, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So if yeah, you can with imagine, the neighbor, yeah. With the neighbor, yeah. right? It was Azzy Beast's character. If you can imagine that, the entire thing could have been imagined. That's very possible. In theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Todd Phillips said that he... Later on is gonna is gonna pretty much tell everybody what his interpretation was. What's going on? He yeah. wants everybody to get it first, feel yeah. how you want to feel, and also Joaquin Phoenix said that they left it open to for your interpretation of what happened. There's some people say that everything happened all the way up to the accident, and he never got out of the car and put and went on top. That was all his imagination. Mm. They put him back in the asylum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I loved loved about it. But I, here's my theory on how you can bring back this character because he, it's going to become a legendary portrayal mm-hmm. If, mm. if it hasn't already. You don't have to do a sequel. He doesn't even have to be the Joker, right? The thing is that he has spawned the Joker. He has spawned, in this film, he has spawned hundreds of thousands of Jokers, correct? Mm-hmm. In Matt Reeves' Batman, there's no way he could do it because the age difference is going to be way too too much yes but mm. how about batman uses him like the silence of the lambs to go after the next joker that's, that's around yeah i see what you're doing that's, that's, yeah. been, that's been inspired and you can have this character in this film with 
the Matt Reeves Batman, especially if it's going to be this film noir mm-hmm. detective style. Mm-hmm. I, I I just it's maybe not in this film because they've already done the whole screenplay and blah blah blah, and they're getting ready to do uh, pre production. But maybe the following. The, why I'm saying this is because the amount of money it has made is going to be really hard for DC and Warner Brothers to put a kibosh on this thing. Mm-hmm. They only spent $55 million. It's going to end up making close to a billion dollars. And not to utilize that character again is going to be really hard for them not to do. I could I could see what you're talking about, and I could see it working. I don't want it to happen. Yeah. I don't want it to happen. But, hmm. That is that is rather interesting. I do, I do give you kudos for that. I, I just don't... I don't... I don't see it being possible to not... Not action, you know, not not like possible for it to happen, but it wouldn't. I don't know if I don't know if the bat. Well, and to be honest, we don't know. We we've been given ideas of what the Matt Reeves Batman is going to be and how it's going to feel. Mm. I think we need to see the yeah. first one in order to get an idea. I like your idea. Yeah, to see the I get first that. the Batman to actually know right what because I don't want it to be on. campy because yeah. it it'll it'll downplay this portrayal absolutely. And yeah, it yeah. Might be two different worlds of of. Mm. of dc you know kind of thing because this right. is more of a real dc universe you know because you know batman's you know he's got a grappling hook and things like that right. and you know there's fucking superheroes everywhere if superman exists in this joker universe it's just regular but think people. about this think about this boo. this joker could have spawned as somebody the suicide squad joker mm-hmm, absolutely. If you think about it it could have spawned any yeah. of the jokers that we've seen mm-hmm. because mm. he was the inspiration yeah and he didn't he doesn't have to be the joker mm-hmm and I think at the end of the film, that's what it's pretty much portraying that the idea, yeah. he set this spark off. And when they show Bruce Wayne kneeling over his parents dead, it, that was shown exactly in the moment where he starts chuckling his weird chuckle that mm-hmm. we haven't heard mm-hmm. all, all film. And then she says, what's so funny? You wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. So either you take it that way of the none, none of this ever happened or you take it as he spawned Thomas Wayne to obviously die. Mm-hmm. Because it was another Joker that killed him. And Batman started because of, initially, Thomas Wayne. Because he's the one yeah. who started this all this shit by calling them clowns. Yeah, he's just laughing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, in theory, Thomas Wayne was the reason why the Batman even started and, and the reason why he died. It's just crazy. It's like a mind fuck. But, yeah. It's, good. it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, Andy, is Arthur's dad Thomas Wayne in your head? Yes or not? But what we see... I don't the- think... You don't think so? Yeah, I don't think he ever was. No, I, I think like the mum was legit crazy and um, adopted, and then yeah, chained him against the was it the the uh, the oven door or yeah, something? The, the radiator, the yeah. yeah. Like that would explain he's like the brain injury that causes him to laugh, like all that, all those years of abuse and stuff, and he yeah. sort of like locked it out, and then just believed whatever his mum said until he read the letter. So then when, you know, when he reads all the information, he's just like, ah, oh. and then it sort of comes, it all comes back to him and he's like, oh my God, like I've been lied to. And even when he, like they go to uh, the apartment and the mum runs to the bathroom, she's like, I'm not coming out until you stop yelling. And he's like, you could see how angry he is. And then he just changes. Yeah. And he's yeah, like, he just changes. mother, I'm not, I'm not angry. Yeah. I'm not yelling. And you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. He was so good. Up. He was so good. Yeah. 
But what do you think? He's dad or not dad? No, no, no not, not, dad. not dad. I, I think he's adopted and, they, and everything. And they throw you off at the end, showing you the picture and Thomas Wayne's little cute little note to her. Mm-hmm. That's just to throw you off some more, by yes, the way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They did have some kind of relationship. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they probably banged. Yeah. But then he's like, no, you're fucking nuts. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I want to see it again, but it's going to be, it's one of those movies that's hard to go see again. That's why I'm so amazed that it's made 560 yeah. million because it's not a repeat movie. It's not like Avengers no. where you go see it four times or Rise of Skywalker where we're going to see it 10 times. 540 million are probably 99% are single time viewings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so that is very, very impressive for this film. And I love the fact that we get Logan's and we get Joker. We get films that are genuine cinema, Martin Scorsese, mm. off yeah. these comics. Would this make him happy? Uh, this would have to. He, he was on board with this. I mean, would this make, no, 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 but, but as far as like, would this meet his criteria? Because, you know, he poo pooed. Oh, absolutely. On, this would meet I mean? his criteria. You know, yeah. This, this would be interesting. This was it high would. cinema. Yeah. This would add this. It's got De Niro in it. Yeah. It's got, yeah. It's got De Niro in it. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. It's sold. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, absolutely, Sithless Seal of Approval. Loved it. I don't want to see a sequel, but I don't want this character to go away. I want to know more about it. I want to know if things actually happened when they happened. Did Zazie Beetz's character die? Did he kill so- Sophie? In the window, you do see the uh, ambulance lights go off. Mm-hmm. They're mm. pretty much saying that he did something. Well, it's gotta I be hope some he didn't. Connection. Yeah, me, yeah, me neither. I like Zazie Beetz. Yeah. yeah, she's great. She is great. That was, uh, we d- dove into it pretty much. If you have any kind of other things that um, you want to talk about Joker-wise, please email us or call us on the hotline or send us a voicemail. We'd love to hear it. Because I want to get your takes. Because there's this is what I love about these kind of films that it's open to our interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. Some some people think that the movie ended and he died when he walked into the refrigerator, and from then on, it was nothing happened. Yeah, that's oh, very wow. possible. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that theory as well. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that one. Yeah, that right was, he, that was r- like a weird. What was the reaction to that? Because people in my cinema were laughing at that. Yeah, when he no, climbed in the fridge, people these two just, guys in front of me just burst out laughing. Oh, laughing? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I guess it's funny. Yeah, this was one of the only first time being in a theater and feeling so awkward, not knowing when to laugh. Yeah. Oh my. And, the, God. and to, to me, the violence was pretty hardcore, but there wasn't a lot of violence in the no, first hour. No. And then when it happened, it, it absolutely felt real. Um, there's a couple of times where people went. <gasps> Like mm-hmm. uh, towards the violence, even though you see way worse things in Tarantino films or Scorsese yeah. films and horror movies, that's but that's, this is real. That's actually a funny uh, thing you say there because uh, when he smothers his mother with the pillow, I was like, man, that's got to be one of the most uh, awful uh, suffocation scenes I've ever seen. Oh, it's awful. And then my roommate brings up, well, what about the one in Glorious Bastards where Christoph Waltz chokes out uh, oh, yeah. what's her name? That was awful. I hated that scene. That, yeah, that scene. I was like, you're you're 100% right, because that one is a lot worse. Yeah, it's long. You see her face mm-hmm. and everything. So, yeah. But, yeah, but some of the some of the actual murders were pretty. You know, he hunts down the businessman. Yeah. You know, he, he figures out, all right, he's got to get off the subway sometime. And, you know, he's limping across, mm-hmm. and then he shoots him several times. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the, the murders, when they did happen, they were rather grotesque. They, they were. Yeah. And they felt real. Yep. And they were disturbing. Oh, I do want to say with those murders, when he when he was tell- when he confessed on the show, oh, oh yeah, I did oh. kill those three guys, oh. and how um, De Niro's character is like, you know, they were nice guys and stuff, and I love his facial reaction, like, oh no, you you don't know how horrible those those men were, right, right, and, and, he, and, and know, he's like, you're yeah. horrible too, Murray. Mm-hmm. 
Mariah. Mariah. Yeah, you were horrible yeah. too, Mariah. I thought De Niro was great and, in and, it too. And also, mm-hmm. and also calling him out saying, why do you think I'm on this show? You yeah. wanted me on the show to make fun of me. Like, Yeah, you're just as bad you, as they you are. Know, you're just bad as that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, just incredible. I thought the movie was going to end right where they cut him off on television. And I was like, yeah. oh shit, they're just going to end the movie right here. Me too. That would have yeah. been crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm glad they extended it because it, it, it's brought up a ton of questions for us. So well done, mm-hmm. Todd Phillips. Well done, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Well, well done. Kudos. All right, Andy, are you ready for the flash round? Oh yeah. You might know the answers because you're in the future, but we're still going right. to play it. We're still going to play this. I hope he knows the answers. I know. <laughs> it's time for the flash round. This is where we try to figure out what's in that big old noggin of yours. You ready? Good luck. Favorite band or musical artist? I know you're not into music that much, but who is your favorite? Um, Here's a question. Let's say that you had a big... Uh, what's your favorite sport? You like soccer? Soccer, yeah. Soccer is the big one. You, want, you have a big soccer match that you're actually playing in. Right before you go out on the pitch, what nice. is the song that you're listening to to pump you up? And you can't say John Williams. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm probably... Re- Rage Against the Machine. Well done. Okay. I don't know what song, but yeah, Rage Against the Machine. Bulls on Parade. Let's just say Bulls on Parade. Bulls on Parade. There, there you is. go. Okay, great. Uh, Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Okay, good. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? This is important Crunch. for boom. Nice. Crunch. Nice. Nice. Well done. Favorite cuss word? Fuck wit. Fuck wit. Fuck wit. That's a, that's a nice Fuck wit. Twist. I like yeah. that. Fuck wit. Yeah. Oh, we may have heard that on the, on the uh, flash round. That's great. Favorite non-Star Wars movie? Inception. Oh, it's so good. Now, we talked about the Joker earlier. When I watched Joker, I felt like there was points where we were watching Inception. Did you get that feeling? Oh, dude. I, I thought it was like, wait, is this Christopher Nolan? Has he produced this right. as well? Like, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. With you there. Rogue One or Solo? Rogue One. Nice. Leia, Padme, or Ray? Ray. What color would your lightsaber be? Blue. Nice. We had a blue cruiser pick blue, right? Mm-hmm. Eric, I picked clear. I thought that was pretty, uh, that'd be kind of cool. I have a clear lightsaber. You couldn't see it. Exactly. You didn't have cut no, your hand off with it. Yeah, exactly. You didn't cut it Not if you're skilled. If you're a Jedi, you don't cut your shit off. Everybody's hands <laughs> cut off anyways in Star Wars. What's the yeah, difference? Really? Limbs are, limbs are people, flying everywhere. People are cutting their hands off when there's color. What's the difference? See, for me, I would just cut both my hands and then have them both robotic. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be rad. That'd be really cool. That's commitment. That is. It is. Um, <laughs> Han, Luke, or Poe? Poe. Vader or Kylo? Kylo. Favorite type of alcoholic beverage? Beer. Nice. What kind of beer? I'm a, I like a powwow. I love okay. my craft beers. Okay. You love your craft beers. Nice. Yeah. If you were to pick a planet to live on in a Star Wars universe, which one would it be? Naboo. Naboo. Okay, that's very lush. Yeah, that's beautiful. Best Star Wars movie. No, oh, yeah, that's pretty important. Oh. Uh, okay, I'll go with the one that I feel that I've watched more recently, and that would have to be The Last Jedi. Oh, wow, nice. nice. Uh, I like that. You I may like, have to uh, rephrase that question, right? Why is that? Not best, but favorite. Best is a subjective thing, regardless. <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's all... Okay. It's all the same. Uh, what was your favorite panel that you went to the celebration? Uh, Rise of Skywalker. 
Would you rather read the original script for Rogue One or the Carl- Colin Trevorrow script for Rise of Skywalker? Oh, the original Rogue One. Yeah, I, I want to see. I want to read those lines of um, Krennic saying the power of this. You know, uh, immeasurable is immeasurable. I would love to see not read because I think they changed up all the stuff, but the original solo stuff that they actually filmed. That's what I really would love to see by the. Yeah. Mm. You want the Schneider cut? No, I don't want the Schneider <laughs> cut. Okay, last question. Last question. Let's get ready for this. I know you're not into music, but really music has nothing to do with this question. Beyonce? Beyonce. Bless. <laughs> Didn't even need it. Didn't even need it. He's like, what? I know what you're going to ask. Well done. For this. I've well been done. to so many weddings and they've put that song of hers, you know, um, single ladies and yeah. all that. Yeah. Right. So like, it, it just, it's a, you know, it's a song that's always there. And I, Beyonce's probably bigger here in Australia than Rihanna. So okay. she gets played a lot more. So Beyonce, okay, Beyonce. hands down. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Great job. You did so All well. Right, Australia. You, you got a hundred percent. Well, dude. Australia. Ace job. Ace job. Yeah. Liking the things you like. Ace job. That's, that's right. Gotta, that's gotta be the, sh- the next shirt, Eric. Ace job. Liking the things you like. Ace job. Love yeah. it. <laughs> My mind's it's already starting. I'm trying to think of things. Well, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. I, we really appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out with us and talking some geekdom and talking Joker and talking Star Wars and, and talking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, of all things. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. Where can people find you on Twitter? And I know you're not on that geek pod anymore, but there's some back catalog that you're on. Oh, yeah. The, the, there's some past episodes that um, you can find me on there. Um, and I've just got my personal accounts. Um, I'm that geek Andy on Twitter and Instagram, and I've also got a um, black series and Lego photography thing. I'm trying to start up on Instagram called oh, Happy Beeps Photography. Oh, right on! Mm. That is fantastic, bitching. Great man. Hell yeah! We'll have all that stuff in the show notes. So follow my boy Andy. He's a great follow. And if you are at Celebration, make sure you go up and say what's up to him because he is. Generally, the one of the nicest dudes I've met. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Struthers, where can people hear you solder 24-7? Well, um, that would be super boring. But if you want to hear me talk about other stuff, check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, wherever fine and not fine podcasts are found. And you can just go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Eric Struthers. Make sure you follow him. Mr. King of All Pods, please, can you tell people where they can find you and where they can find you and Les on another podcast together? Uh, on, on Monday night, you can find me at the AMC Lennox in Columbus, Ohio, trying to get uh, Rise of Skywalker tickets. But my Twitter <laughs> account is Tom Chansky. And Les and I recently did an episode of Will Communication with Rashad Kasim and Justin Rodriguez about the uh, House of X, Powers of Ten series that recently finished up and it was it was a lot of fun i crashed that podcast i didn't come on the mic or ruin it for them (laughs) i i I, there was one point i was trying to make a serious comment all of a sudden uh, araj is waving around malik the most one of the most cutest babies i've ever seen like right in front of the camera and i'm like my words are just falling out of my mouth and <laughs> yeah. I'm making no sense they and trying were. to keep it together. <laughs> they were. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. But what I was going to say is I actually put the earphones on and listen in and I'm not into comics and I, and I really wish I was 
because it was like me listening to the bad motivators talking about toys. I was, I was, they were really into what they were talking about. And man, it felt like I was sitting down in a, uh, in a college course, listening to stuff about, I don't even know what the hell they were talking about. It was, but it was great. And they were so passionate. So definitely check that out. Great guys. Um, other than these two, uh, <laughs> boo, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith list. Boo. Mr. Gonzalez, where can people find you? On the social media landscape. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at lessismore78. And yes, uh, I was fortunate enough and lucky to be called to be asked to uh, be on the Wilcom pod with uh, Justin and Rashad and King Tom. And thank you to the Sith List for letting me uh, come over here and utilize the Sith Lair to record. Yeah, of course. You don't need to thank me on this podcast. This is your fucking podcast. What are you thanking me for? Hey, man, I just What's know my wrong? place. Dude. What's wrong with I just, you? I just know it's, where it's I It's been nice, man. It's been cool. I'm a humble dude when it comes to this podcast. And I don't like when he's nice because... <laughs> it's weird. It's really odd. I don't like it. <laughs> then Raj has to be nice. Then I have to be nice back, Andy. That's yeah. me reaching yeah. from the back to, to grab the front. It's really to grab tough. the steering wheel. And just we we got to tell back. you the story how me, Les, and I got in a fist fight once. Oh, no. Whoa. Not, we won't say that story now. We'll say it later. <laughs> oh, what a tease. Yeah. What the hell? But I, I will dude? say it was, in, it, was in a, it was in an SUV and there was alcohol involved. Oh, what duh. Uh, we weren't driving, there you God, go. obviously. No wonder it veered off the No, plan. no, yeah. we weren't driving. We had a designated driver, but we decided to start. Stop. You're telling the story. Right, I'll, so I'll, just tell stop. I'll tell it. I'll tell it. I'll tell it. Sizzle. Sizzle for whatever episode we do. Yeah, that's right. We'll that. do this. That'll be up for the Patreon. Dear. That's a good one. Thanks, everybody, <laughs> for tuning That's in. A table read for the Patreon. It, it really is. Oh, yeah. What's out, going dude? on with Rusty's uh, script? Rusty. Are you finishing up the script? Boo doesn't want it. He's like, I don't care. I don't want that fucking script. That's that's a trilogy that doesn't need to be finished. Welcome, uh, welcome, welcome, part three. No, welcome, welcome, welcome to shitting on uh, Boo. Oh, uh, I know. I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about that. I but, love those. Oh, yeah, they're great, right? There it is. Andy wants more. We need more, dude. Yes, yes. And you know, I'll do a super cut for the, for the Patreon. I'll put it out like Tarantino. I'll Tarantino it and I'll put it all together. <laughs> That'd be bitching. That would be great. Uh, well, we'll catch you next week on episode number 168 of The Sith List. Down around the corner, half a mile from here, see them both be run and punch them disappear. That was, where would you be now? That
Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. 